Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. We're gonna do a little, uh, we're gonna do a little surgery today here. I've got uh, Dr. Susan back there. She's available if anybody needs any surgery. But we're gonna do some spiritual surgery. Second Corinthians chapter ten, please. It's a passage that you may have heard. We're gonna dig deep here today, and we're gonna move quick on this. In honor of Veterans Day, we're gonna be looking into a passage that you may already have some familiarity with, but we're going to be taking a deep, deep, deep dive on it and hopefully learning some new lessons that can help us in our daily lives. Get ready. I really think that, man, I tell you what, this was, this was a message that was like, oh boy, okay, get ready with, the, with any wounds or things or issues, things that you've been struggling with. Okay, we're, we're, going, we're, going, we're going to do some surgery here today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Beloved, it says this, for verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds. We are tearing down false arguments And every high-minded thing which exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Messiah. Man, I got to tell you, all scripture is fantastic, no question. But man, in terms of just such incredible application to our daily lives, it's hard to, to top that. Friends, if you, if you ever struggle with things in your life, this passage is for you. In other words, this passage is for you. Because <laughs> all of us at one time or another struggle with things in our lives. All of us, all of us battle through challenges, obstacles, struggles, sins in our lives. What does it say? It says it, it is the tearing down, okuro maton, okuro maton, what? Of strongholds, okuro ma, which means stronghold uh, in, in Greek, and it's defined as a fortress. It's a tearing down of a stronghold, of a fortress, if you will. A fortress that, by the way, a fortress by, by definition is oftentimes a place where you go to seek refuge, right? And so what are you doing if, if we're looking to tear down a stronghold, we're looking to tear down something that has been built up 
in your life that you periodically have come to depend on for refuge, but it ain't good. But it's not good, and you need it torn down. It's a place where sometimes you'll go to shelter, even though it's not a healthy place. It's a stronghold that you battle. Even though it's something that you tend to rely on, people rely on the, their, their shelters, the fortresses, the walls that they've built in certain areas in their lives. I feel of the Lord that some of you have strongholds in your lives today and we need to do some demolition. I said surgery, but maybe it's the wrecking ball. We need to take the wrecking ball out today. Maybe that's not as artful as the surgery, as the surgeon's hands, but friends, we gotta destroy strongholds that afflict each of us in our lives all too often. Friends, when we talk about these strongholds as it's, as it's spoken of in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, these are spiritual issues. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna share with you a number of things. We're gonna go very, very deep, 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 deep today and, and, and stick with me as we go on this journey. And I think it will be evident. I think that you yourself will be nodding your head and say, wow, okay, that makes sense. I hadn't thought about it in those terms. These are spiritual issues, these strongholds that are spoken of here. And so even if they manifest themselves sometimes in physical form, the core of them is spiritual. As it says in in chapter 10, verse 3, although we walk in the flesh, we don't wage war according to the flesh. Our, our, Our weapons are not fleshly, right? That's what it says, my friends. That's why we do not wage warfare according to the flesh. See, the problem today, oftentimes with so many forms of therapy, is that it doesn't deal with the root cause. Let me say that again, friends. All too often, the problem with certain types of therapy today is that it doesn't really deal with the root cause. It deals with the symptom. Not that there's anything wrong with therapy. It can be very helpful and is a blessing. But man, especially that's why if you go to to counseling, I really suggest you go to a a godly counselor who knows his, his or her scriptures Okay, even, and sure, I want them to have their certifications and their training, but somebody who has got the, the scriptures to, uh, to undergird what they're counseling you with. Uh, but the reason is because some of these issues are spiritual. It's not always just physical, or it's not even always just purely emotional, or mental. These things can be a part of it too. Don't get me wrong. These things can be part of the whole picture as well. But some of the strongholds we deal with are primarily spiritual. That's what we read about in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And if we fight these strongholds on a fleshly level, then let me tell you what we're doing. You're bringing a knife to a gunfight. That makes sense, doesn't it? 
because you are fighting on a totally different plane than where the battle really is going. You're trying to fight a battle in the physical that is its core is going on in the spiritual. You got to address the spiritual, my friend, as well as the physical. Somebody say amen. amen. You're with me. And there are so many spiritual strongholds. There are literally too many to even mention. And everybody here is a little bit different. And honestly, you may not even realize that you have one operating in your life. You may not even realize that there's a stronghold in your life. Oftentimes, why? Because you take shelter in it. There's comfort in it. Sometimes you, can, you almost get to the point where it's a little cozy, even though it's not healthy for you. You all know this. Everybody knows this by now, that sometimes unhealthy things can bring a certain level of comfort. What was it back in the 60s? Uh, you know, people, they were taking comfort by smoking them cigarettes. Oh, it just said for a lot of people, a lot of people even still today, it provides a certain level of comfort. Just that habit and, 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 and sucking in that, that uh, cancer. And... Uh, <laughs> But, but what is it? That's terrible for you. And you know what? People know it intellectually. But, but, it's, but it's the stronghold. It's, it's walls that they've built and they take comfort in it. You see, the same is true on a, in a spiritual sense. And unless you're starting, unless you're really digging, unless you have your eyes open, unless you're searching, unless you're really brutally honest about it sometimes, you won't see it. I want to go through a few strongholds today, not because I, I, I'm, I'm addressing that I think everybody has these particular strongholds. That's, that's not the point here. But as we do, ask the Lord to reveal to you if there is a spiritual stronghold in your life. See, whether I talk about that particular spiritual stronghold or not is not important. What's important is for you to hear from the Lord as to any strongholds that you may have. You watching online or listening via podcast, same thing. To really start examining yourself to determine if there are any strongholds that are in your life. I may not talk, I'm going to give you a few examples just for the purpose of getting you thinking about things that you wouldn't normally think of. So even if this doesn't apply to you, I want you to apply the principle to yourself. Let me, let me give you a big stronghold, big stronghold in a lot of people's life. And it's different types of, uh, of this particular thing. Here it is, a big stronghold for a lot of people, fear. Some of you listening, the moment I said it, you knew it was you. Fear. So many people have fear. And there are different kinds of fear that are strongholds in people's lives. Fear of abandonment. Fear of death. Fear of disappointing others. Fear of rejection. Fear of making wrong decisions. Fear of failure. Fear of being controlled. 
There's lots of, and there are plenty more. Fear is a stronghold, beloved. Okay, now let's examine these fears, which are strongholds, and I'm just using these illustratively. Maybe they directly apply to some. In fact, I'm sure that something I said applies to many of you, not all of you. But whether they apply to you specifically or not is not my point. My point is I want to take a few of these and look at them relative to 2 Corinthians 10 so that we can learn how to apply 2 Corinthians 10 to our strongholds, whatever your stronghold may be. Okay, let's take a look at that. 2 Corinthians 10 says that we have weapons that are not fleshly, but powerful. Dunata, dunata, powerful uh, in the Greek. It's, it's related to the same Greek word dunamis, right? This power, <clears throat> this dunamis power, it's a mighty power that we have weapons but they're not fleshly weapons. It's not like a sword or a gun or anything, a tank. No, no, it's a spiritual weapon that is incredibly powerful. And these weapons are found in part, of course, in the armor of God, which we're not gonna get into today. That's part of it in a, in a book of Ephesians, fair enough. But we see more in 2 Corinthians 10 how these weapons work, how these spiritual weapons work. This is deep stuff that we need to be implementing in our lives. It says that these weapons tear down strongholds. Tear down strongholds. Okurama, right? But how? How do these weapons tear down strongholds? Well, the passage continues, and, and in a great hint as to how they do it, is that it tears down false arguments. It tears down false arguments. It's interesting because uh, Tom, uh, one of our veterans back there, he's a Bible teacher and scholar, wonderful guy. It's interesting because in our English Bibles, it, it's, it says tear down twice, tear down strongholds, tear down false arguments. But the, the, the two Greek words there are actually different words that are used. They're similar. The tearing down of strongholds, generally here, uh, connotes an annihilation or a complete destruction. The tearing down of strongholds is just like a, a demolition. But the, the, the tearing down of false arguments literally means to pull down. Do you see the slight difference? Why is that important? We'll talk about that. But it's, it's like pulling down as opposed to just a complete destruction like as in a, a nuke bomb or something. It's, it's to yank down, another, I saw another definition, to, to, to yank down, kind of like from the top, pulling it down, the stronghold of false arguments. Yes, it is also to destroy because you're pulling it down because you want to destroy the false arguments, right? But, 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 but it's effectively, in looking at this to me, it's more like false arguments are pulled down much in the same way that they are built up. Right, Because in a fortress, you build it brick by brick by brick. And false arguments, it is said in the scripture, are torn down, pulled down, if you why. It's a toppling. But what is being toppled here are arguments that are untrue. Now then, let's apply this to some things that we talked about. We talked about 
fear of rejection. That's, that's just one example. Okay, let's, let's play this out a little bit and let's talk about this and see how this passage directly applies to us, Shalev. Okay, someone is rejected. Hey, let's face it. It happens to everybody at one point or another. At one time or another, all of us get rejected. Okay, the rejection happens. Once rejected, sometimes it causes a hurt. Doesn't feel good to get rejected. Nobody likes getting rejected. And sometimes that'll cause a hurt. Now then the adversary, our adversary, the adversaries of of our souls will play on this hurt and rejection oftentimes to cause one to feel not valued. I've been rejected and it affects one's esteem and and self-worth to be rejected like this. You know this is true. It makes sense. Then, one doesn't like that feeling very much. Who likes feeling worthless? Nobody likes that feeling. And so you begin to fear rejection. I don't want that feeling anymore. I don't want to be rejected. They fear rejection. And and in fearing rejection, what happens? Oftentimes, more and more, they isolate themselves from others so that they are not susceptible to being rejected. As Simon Garfunkel used to sing, I am a rock, I am an island, right? <laughs> And that's what people do. They're like, I'm a rock, I'm an island, I don't need anything. I don't need anybody. I'm self-sufficient, I'm tough. What is that? That's overcompensating because somebody was rejected. And they have such a fear of rejection that they won't put themselves out there anymore. But then, of course, being so isolated because they don't wanna feel rejected, so they kinda isolate themselves. So being that way, people stop approaching them because when people are standoffish, other people kind of get the message, if you will. And what does that do? That seemingly validates their fear and heightens their sensitivity to being rejected. See, look at that. Nobody's even my friend. I don't even have any friends. What is all this, friends? Get ready for it. It is a false argument. It is a false argument. Why? Because the issue is that their value should not be defined by the rejection of someone else in the first place. That's not where they should find their worth. That's not where they should, that's not where we should find our value. Beloved, you are made in the image of the Almighty God. And you are God's child. You are God's daughter. You are God's son. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And nothing can separate you from the love of God. And so, friends, The closer one gets to God, 
the more one's self-image is in line with the truth, thereby shielding them from a fear of rejection and tearing down the false argument. Do you see? Do you see? This is how we defeat fear of rejection. Understanding who we truly are in Messiah. I know I told you I was going to go deep on that one. You followed me on that one. It makes sense, though. It makes total sense. This is the power of the word of God. I'll give you another one. Somebody has a fear of being controlled. You see this oftentimes. You see it sometimes in marriages. You see it in other kinds of relationships. Someone fears being controlled. Perhaps perhaps part of the genesis was that they were very controlled as a child growing up. Maybe too controlled as a child growing up. Whatever. It could be different things. But now... But now everything they see, everything they perceive is skewed with the lens of not wanting to be controlled. Everything, even that somebody says, is, is taken through a, through, a, through a colored glass so that it's a ultra sensitivity to not wanting to be controlled. So for example, when their spouse says something like, okay, I'll get the groceries and you can pick up the kids. They hear someone who is telling them what to do and they rebel against it. Why? Because they fear being controlled. What do you mean? Why are you getting the groceries and I'm getting the kids? Why don't, why don't you get the kids? I'll get the groceries. What? 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 There, there was no. And, that's a false argument. You see it. That's a false argument. It's not reality. But our minds have been skewed oftentimes by past so that we built these spiritual strongholds in our lives. And it may come across as aggression or, or orneriness, but really it's, it's, it's a fear of being controlled. It's a spiritual issue. But friends, the closer we get to God, the more we say what? Oh God, more of you, less of me. Oh God, more of you. Less of me. More of you, less of me. I esteem others, Lord, above myself. Therefore, we do not fear losing ourselves because we know that our identity is in him. Amen? Ooh, wow. This is, this is some weighty stuff. First John chapter 4. What does the word say? There's lots of other different kinds of fears. And what does the word of God say about this? Here's the, here's the truth. I'm going to give you the truth here. I break down false arguments. I tear down false arguments with 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. 
which says this, there is no fear in love. I say it again. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears has not been made perfect in love. See, that's the true argument. That's the true argument from one of your main spiritual weapons, the Word of God. The Word of God. See, that's one of your main spiritual weapons. We read about that in Ephesians, right? And, and I'm reading 1 John chapter 4, the truth from one of your spiritual weapons in order to tear down a spiritual false argument, a stronghold of fear. I'm using the spiritual weapon that God gave us, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, to tear down fear as a fortress that's in your life. Because I'm now speaking truth. Whatever you fear can be overcome with truth and the love of the Lord. Amen? So saith the word. If you believe it, it will change you. Isaiah 14. And fear is not the only stronghold, of course. There are many strongholds. The principle is the same. For some, the stronghold is pride. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> pride. That's a stronghold in many people's lives. Now, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 applies. Let's reread part of it. It says, we tear down every high-minded thing. We tear down every high-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Look what happened to Hasatan, our adversary. Right, the devil. What's it say in Isaiah 14, verse 12? This is speaking about Hasatan, the, the devil, Satan. Ha, uh, verse 12. How you have fallen from heaven, O bright star, son of the dawn. How you are cut down to the earth, you who made the nations prostrate. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of meeting in the uttermost parts of the north. I will ascend above the high places of the clouds. I will make myself like Elion. Yet you will be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest parts of the pit. Pride. Pride. Pride is an inordinate esteem of oneself. It is a self-elevation. It is elevating oneself. It is self-exaltation, which is exactly what the weapons of our warfare are intended to tear down. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 10? To tear down every high-minded thing that exalts itself 
against the knowledge of God. James chapter 4, the book of Yaakov, Jacob. James chapter 4. What does it say? Mm. Here again, the word helps us. James chapter 4, verse 10. You, you should know this verse. Humble yourselves in the sight of Adonai, and he shall lift you up. He shall lift you up. Beloved, it is his prerogative to lift you up or not. It is his prerogative. We have to humble ourselves before our God. Again, the stronghold of pride can be brought down by the weapon that God gives us. Do you see it? Do you see it? If we apply James 4.10, humble yourselves before you. If we really apply that weapon in our lives, it will tear down the stronghold of pride that so frequently creeps up in people. And oftentimes they don't see it. I'm telling you, most people afflicted with pride don't think of themselves as prideful. Pride is very hard to self-diagnose as a stronghold. Why? Due to the self-centered nature of it. And remember this too, spiritual pride is one of the worst types of pride, people. 1 Corinthians 6. Some people have other strongholds. Some people have sexual strongholds. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. How do we tear down this stronghold? It tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, by taking every thought captive unto the obedience of Messiah Yeshua. That means being intentional, right? And cultivating the fruit of self-control. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 it says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the one committing sexual immorality sins against his own body. Friends, when it comes to, if this is a stronghold, God is giving us weapons. Oftentimes, you literally need to flee to ease. <laughs> as opposed to the thing that's on your dog. <laughs> flee that temptation. You gotta flee that temptation. Be Others of you need to be diligent enough to set parameters around your surroundings so as to lessen the likelihood of your being put in a compromised position. That could mean your internet or, or whatever. Beloved, you have powerful weapons available to you. You must take every thought captive into the obedience of Messiah. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. God will help you. God will help you. But you have to be making every effort. You've got to be making every effort. Tearing down a castle is not easy. 
Think about how strong, I mean, if, 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 if there were a giant castle somewhere around here and you looked at it and you looked up at it and you'd be like, tear it down, man, you'd be like, holy moly, God, man, what do I need? Somebody get me a, some kind of an excavator or something to start pulling They give me the wrecking ball, I don't know. How do you, where do you even start? It seems overwhelming. It takes effort, it takes effort. Some of you have dealt with strongholds for years. A stronghold is a fortress. A fortress isn't built in a day. It takes time to build up a fortress, brick upon brick, stone upon stone. Don't be discouraged if it takes you some time to destroy the fortress. Don't be discouraged. Sometimes, sometimes you, you, you knock down six bricks and build back two. Hey, man, you got to keep getting net minus four. Keep tearing that thing down. Eventually, you're going to get that thing down. you got to keep at it. Don't give up, even if you slip in, the, in a stronghold area of your life, even if you mess up. And once you've tur- torn it down, beware. Your adversary will try to rebuild it. Once you've torn it down, don't think, well, let's have the victory celebration. I ain't ever got to worry about that stronghold anymore. No, 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 no. No, I mean, what do they say? My, my, my mother-in-law, God bless her, she is an alcoholic. She's been sober, I think, 40 years now. 40 years. 40 years, man. But, but you know what? She doesn't let up. She doesn't let up. She doesn't say, oh, I've got that conquered. No, 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 no. See, you, you got to continually be on guard. This is warfare we're talking about here today. Remember, it's Veterans Day weekend. There are many strongholds. I've just named a few. There are many, many. Everybody struggles or battles with different things. Negativity is a stronghold. Some people are always negative. Food addictions strongholds, drugs, drugs and alcohol. Those can be strongholds for triple sure. A critical spirit. People are always critical. That's a, that can be a strong Anger. That can be a stronghold. A, a poverty spirit. Selfishness. Laziness. Unforgiveness. Bitterness, perfectionism. Here's something interesting that maybe you haven't picked up on before. Godfrey, this is going to bless you, man. Do you notice also that these weapons in Corinthians are for us to use? What do I mean by that? This is something that I hadn't really picked up on before. It struck me when I was preparing this message more than it ever has. It just like, whoa, it stood out to me. It was like a, a revelation for me. Um, in other words, yes, friends, God can himself destroy a stronghold for us. He can. And sometimes he does destroy a stronghold for us. Praise God. But the passage tells us that we are tearing down strongholds. Take a look at what it says. We are tearing down strongholds. Now, it is not in our own power. Understand, 
We ain't got the power to tear down these giant fortresses and these castles and those kind of things. We don't have the power to do that in our own flesh, right? It is only with these spiritual weapons that God has given us and is through his power. But the point here is that we have to do something. We must fight and battle with these weapons that God has given us. God has given us these spiritual weapons for us to use. In other words, we have to seek to tear down these strongholds with the powerful divine weapons from God. How is that important? How does that apply? Oh, much in every way. So it's not so much, you, you, you come up to the front afterwards. We have our leadership up at the front who will pray for you. They'll pray for you for anything, and that's a blessing. Let them pray for you if you need prayer for anything. But when you do, oftentimes, friend, if we're applying 2 Corinthians chapter 10 in our lives appropriately, it's not so much, God, take away my laziness and then go back on the couch with your beer. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's putting into action the tools and the weapons that God has given you to combat that stronghold. Struggle with the stronghold of selfishness. The word says to esteem others above yourself. Struggle with the stronghold of negativity. Yaakov, James chapter three, talks all about the power of the tongue and how we need to be conscious of that. Do you, do, are you battle with being stingy? <laughs> God says give and it will be given unto you. Wow, do you see this spiritual principle? It's pretty profound. Beloved, it's time to work on tearing down your strongholds. And yes, God will help you. But he has already given you the tools to tear them down. The weapons are available to you, but you have to want to take them down. Because remember, these fortresses are by definition strongholds that you have sought refuge in. So they're not easy to tear down because You may have a very nice living area in the strongholds, but they're hurting you, and they must be destroyed. It's Veterans Day weekend, so spiritual veterans, will you fight the battle, or will you simply surrender? The title of my message is Strongholds. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If that's you and you've never given your life to God but you'd like to today, raise your hand and we'll pray together if that's you. If that's you and you've never said yes to Yeshua but you want to, just raise your hand and we'll pray. Is there anyone here? God bless you. I see that hand, brother. Yes, wonderful. Is there anyone else who would like to say that prayer? to receive God, to change their lives. 
Let's all stand if we can, please. If you're watching online and you've never said the prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you'd like to, repeat this simple prayer after me and God will change you on the inside. And if you raised your hand here, just repeat this prayer after me also. Say, dear God, in fact, let's all say this prayer together. Uh, We're just going to support you. You only have to say the prayer one time. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. Thank you. I'll live for you the rest of my days. In Yeshua's name. All right. Praise God. If you said that prayer for the first time and you're watching online, I want you to send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. But if you're here and you said that prayer for the first time, in just a moment, I just want to ask you to come up and shake my hand. You go right back to your seat. All it's saying is, yes, I'm making a public declaration. I'm following God. I've chosen God. It's as simple as that. So as the rest of us, your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, that brother, if you can, would like to come up and just shake my hand. You go right back to your seat. And, uh, and that's just saying, yes, I'm going to follow God. So God bless you, brother. Wonderful. Best decision. God bless you. Wonderful. Is there anybody else? Is there anyone else? Wonderful, brother. Best decision you ever made. Is there anyone else? Said that prayer for the first time. Anyone else? Just come on forward. God bless you. Wow. Best decision you ever made, my brother. Listen, for the rest of you who are here, I I want to ask you, just bow your heads for another moment. Take just a moment. and, And for some of you, you don't even need to ask the Lord because he's already revealed it to you. But others of you, if not, take just a moment, silently, And I want you to ask the Lord if there's a stronghold in your life. Because I want for us to address it today. And I want for us to start tearing it down. So so we'll take just a minute, just maybe the keyboard playing. And I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, is there, and maybe he's revealed it to you already. But if not, ask him, Lord, what's the strong, if there's a stronghold in my life, show me, God. Maybe you've you've taken care of business already, and if so, God bless you. Pray for others around you. We'll take just a moment for him to reveal that to you. Where that stronghold that you have in your in your mind or your that you've thought of that Lord is sh- 
shown you. I want to speak to you. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds. We are tearing down false arguments and every high-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Messiah. And as it says in Ephesians chapter 6, what weapons has he given us? Put on the full armor of God so that you're able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist when the times are evil and after you've done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, then buckle the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Strap up your feet in readiness with the good news of peace. Shalom. Above all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit, in the Ruach, on every occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, keep alert with perseverance and supplication for all the Kedushim, the Holy Ones. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, help us take up the armor that you have given us, the weapons, the spiritual weapons that you have given us to fight this battle, to tear down these strongholds, to pull down these false arguments. Lord, to take every thought captive into the obedience of Messiah Yeshua. Thank you, Lord God. Whew. This, is, this is victory I'm talking about here. We love you, God, with all of our hearts, and thank you for it, B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Shalom.